Welcome back to Let the Play Develop, the podcast where if you miss an episode, you get absolutely slandered. Chris, you are nothing. <laughs> wow. Well, well I will say, Chris, as a sports, jour- journal- sports journalist, I can't talk. Um, we're starting off strong. I respect Nick Wright's sports takes more than I respect yours. That is probably the most disrespectful thing that could be said. <laughs> I don't fully mean that, but I um, want Igadala. I had to come up with the worst insult I could. I'd rather listen to Kendrick Perkins than you. Ooh. I want Igadala. Well, somehow that's even more disrespectful than Nick Max Wright. Max Kellerman. I don't know. I want to see Bayless. Nick Wright and Kendrick Perkins just on the show. That's just oh, watch it bomb. God, that'd get, be so bad. Watch said, it bomb. Get them, Max Kellerman, and Skip Bayless, and just let them all have a whole bunch of. I like Max take. Kellerman. I do like Max Kellerman. Yeah, but he, he ruined had the every dollar. But I mean, that's that's Max Kellerman's smart. The other ones, I don't know. I want to wow. watch the Nick Wright's the, just a LeBron stand. Antonio Brown. So pay him and Skip Bayless then, because Skip Bayless hates that LeBron. Could, that could be. That would be good. Okay. Just, what were you gonna say? What were you saying? Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown show. Oh, okay. We need to get off of this topic. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we miss you, Chris. Not really. Um, we, <laughs> okay. We told we told y'all you get slandered if you miss a show. He did say that. He so. tried. Hey, he slandered me the week I was gone. So it's fair. It's fair. What do we remember. got? What do we got coming up today? So in today's episode, we have uh, two new segments. We have cut or keep, which is an NFL thing. We'll get into that in a moment. And then uh, we have ranking NBA right hand mans. Uh, it's gonna be a fun action packed episode. I think uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yes. All right, so, uh, so. <laughs> before we jump in, uh, if you want to follow us on any of our social media, link is in bio. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all that needs to be said about yes. that. And the link was not in bio last episode. Gosh, so it, will, one it will be this time. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> so we join jump right into cut or keep. Let's go. Let's, Let's do go. it. All right. So Nate, I think you're gonna explain to us what this is. Yes. So we are in a very delicate portion of the off season. We've already seen some major names get cut. Um, we have DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. We've had Dalvin Cook amongst a few others here and there. Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. So we've had some major cuts, but there's still some that can happen for cap space reasons, as well as do we really need them on our team? Um, so I have a list of several players. I'm going to throw their name out there, try to give you a few stats, and if I have their cap space hit, I'll give it to you. Okay, that will um, help. And then but I don't have it for everybody. But I'll, I'll try to have it for most. Um, so we're going to look at situation. We're going to look at value of the player. And we're going to look at how they've been performing. Sweet. So number one, New York Jets wide receiver, Corey Davis. All right. So he has a cap hit. If they cut him, they can save $10.5 million. Ooh, um, And yeah. they have a um, a lot of receivers. Yeah. So yeah, Corey Davis, do. he has – he's okay. I mean, what what are your thoughts? He's definitely passable. My thing is with that receiving room that's crowded now, I don't think they need him. If they could cut that ten point five million, I think they should take that. Now, Robert Sala did say he will be on the roster, but Robert Sala doesn't have the final say of whether that man stays on the team. You're that's not true. Wrong. So let's see. They got rid of Elijah War. Did they mm-hmm. ever sign Randall Cobb? Do we know that? Yeah, they did. They I'm did. pretty sure. Oh, yeah. I say cut them then. They got Garrett Wilson still. They got... Alan Lazard. Alan... Oh, they did get Alan Lazard. Dang. See, it's tough. I guess you could yeah. keep him for like uh, depth, but at the same time, that's a lot of money that's for a lot depth of receiver. For a depth receiver, yeah. Because, I mean, that would make him the third option. Uh, I, 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 th- I think fourth. he'd still put... Uh, I'd still 
think he'd play over Randall Cobb. Not with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback. <sighs> I guess you're right. Is it weird that I can see um, him as Corey Davis as like a Broncos receiver? Nah, I mean, I could make. I mean, that makes sense to me. I don't know. They just tend to have these like mid-level receivers name receiver names that you know, but you don't ever really hear see about them go cur. You know, except for Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy had a great to season me before he got hurt. I was gonna say to me that's tough. It seems like they if they had one more really good receiver, like maybe they didn't trade Elijah Moore. Maybe I say yeah, cut him. But since they did get rid of Elijah Moore, it's like I'd rather Randall Cobb can go down. Randall Cobb does go down, so they they probably need him honestly yeah. for depth. I was gonna say it's I, just I know they have that much. Now I'm gonna keep him. They have Randall Cobb for a rod reasons, mm-hmm. but I'd rather have Elijah Moore than Randall Cobb. I would rather have Corey Davis than Randall Cobb. I, I mean, I mean, I'm Corey Davis. Than yeah, Randall so I'm Cobb. going with keep personally. It's a lot. Of, it's okay. It's. It is a little bit of money to be paying for your fourth. But, and actually, when Randall Cobb plays, he plays well. It's just he's old. He will get hurt. So I'm going to keep him for yeah. that. I'm going to keep for Strictly because they're in win-now mode. Mm-hmm. Um, You're right. So that they, they're true. going for a chip because they got Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going to go and with keep. plus, he's yep. not that old. So, I mean, okay. Randall Cobb retires. Right, so keep Corey Davis. I got a kind of shocking name next here on the list. Okay. Um, Cincinnati Beagles running back Joe Mixon. Um, excellent running back. Um, so he believe they believe the coach believes their future is going to be with the Bengals, but he has a twelve point eight million cap hit, and they um, they, I mean, they have a championship window right now. Yeah, but running backs they're not that hard to come by. I actually saw this earlier. Someone posted about it. Um, literally earlier uh, this morning apparently he's not even living in Cincinnati anymore he already mm. moved away from Cincinnati he's living in Cleveland uh and uh because he already expects to either get traded or cut and they've already told him you're, you're probably going to get so, traded or cut and- I, I know situations change earlier Zach Taylor said that he wanted Joe Mixon the, the the head coach for the Bengals so I don't know if they will but at the same time you know, if it's not like he's going through the controversy off the field, if it's yeah. not going well with the team, I feel like that's the main thing right see, now is that his controversy off of the team. They're paying him a lot of money. If he can't play, then there's mm-hmm. no reason to have him. And also, Joe Mixon is very good. Like he gets a lot of touches per week. And granted, I don't think he does the most with them, but there's not a whole lot of running backs that could consistently get that many touches and and be able to play the next game and get that many touches over and over again. All I'm gonna say is we've already lost. Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones broke up. We can't lose Joe Mixon and Joe Burrow. Yeah. Listen, I love Joe Mixon on the Bengals, but I, I get where they're no. coming from if they don't think that he's going to be able to play. Honestly, <laughs> now that Dalvin Cook, I'm going to say cut. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm going to say cut Um, because I think that you could plug – most running backs into that backfield when you have that dynamic of a passing game, mm-hmm. your running game just needs to be a semi-threat. Honestly, I was going to say, I think that what they should do is cut him, get two solid, and I'm not talking about world beater, great, two solid running backs, and I think together they could do the work that Joe Mixon does. Who would you want on honestly, the team? Honestly, P. Ryan was a very good backup yeah, last year. Yeah, so I'm thinking because Zeke hasn't signed with the team yet, has he? No, that's what I was about to say. I think Zeke could and I'm not. Spot for him. I don't think Zeke would be as good as Joe Mixon, so you could get a guy like Zeke. You could probably try even trade for someone else's low-tier running back. Yeah. Uh, they kind of, to me, they missed the window a little bit. They might should have made this decision and looked at a Jamal Williams, mm-hmm. a Deontay Foreman. Any of those guys. Ooh, Jamal been, Williams would have thrived in that offense. I think he would have been really good. And then some kind of pass catcher, but... J.D. McKissick. Yeah. 
Look at how many running backs you just named, though. That's the point. Yeah, that's what I'm I saying. I think that's the point of the I conversation. I mean, they could get yeah. Dalvin Cook. Now, granted, the, to me, Dalvin Cook is better than Joe Mixon, but Joe Mixon, you have a better chance of having Joe Mixon the entire season than with Dalvin Cook. So yeah, that's also, why I think in they my need opinion, two. Joe Mixon's a lot better of a cast, uh, pass catcher. No, well, no. Let's really? Not, let's not get into that. No, then Dalvin Cook? Like, I... He, Maybe I'm wrong. No, nah, Dalvin Cook is elite, elite. It's just he doesn't get... I know he's the, good. I just pass catcher. Pass catcher, dude. Uh, Dalvin Cook is probably the th- one of the top three running backs that can take a screen play 75 yards. That That's fair. Well, I'm going to go with cut. I never want to be the guy that says, hey, I don't think running backs should get paid because they are putting their body in the line and they're valuable to a team. Yeah. But it's not hard to draft a running back in the third round when they turn out. I was going to say, I'm not one of those guys that's saying you shouldn't pay running backs. Like I think running backs deserved to be paid. However, that being said, they're not being paid. That's not the landscape. And you can't be the one team to do that. I'm more of the fan of like, oh, maybe a two-year high-salary contract. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't offer these massive. And see, when the Panthers – I love Chris McCaffrey. And obviously, we're just making this back about the Panthers. But even, like, we love Christian McCaffrey. Honestly, like, I have, like, a special connection. I just, I love Christian, especially Chris because McCaffrey. for s- multiple years we had no offense. We just had Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. It was the offense. It, we didn't even have an O-line. Bro blocked for himself and ran the ball. It was unbelievable. <laughs> but we paid him a massive contract. And, I mean, I really hated to see him go. But at the same time, it's probably the best for the books. I understand it. And you can actually build a team. And it's the best for him as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm yeah, cut. I would say... I don't know if cut, but I would tr- probably try to trade him for something. I don't think you'd something. be able to. Do you think? Maybe I don't not. know how. If you can't trade Dalvin, you can't trade Joe Mixon. That is very true. Yeah, then cut. Is it the NFL where you can, I'm going to sound really dumb here. You can't restructure contracts, right? You can restructure contracts. Is it NBA that you can't? Then? You can't restructure NBA contracts. Okay, then I think they should look to restructure the deal. I mean, yeah, but that'd be interesting. So the, the thing with but the restructuring is it's you're like sacrifice it. So like what it is is you can't change the the length and the amount. It's just how much you get in this season. So they could do that this season, but then they're going to be paying him tons oh, next year. Well, yeah. I mean, ain't that how that works? I'm pretty sure that's how that works. I th- yeah, I don't know. That's that's wow. right. So. Okay, well, anyway, I'm going cut. Cut. Yeah, I said cut, too. Okay, next one. Not as big of a name. We got Cleveland Brown, Harrison Bryant, tight end. Uh. Um, so I think every good team has a two good tight end lineup mm-hmm. um, because you can run them one on each side, even, run some sets. but Even the Chiefs with the best tight end in the, in the game have, like, they – I don't know if you've watched any of their games, but, like, it's like the other tight ends open – Every other play, just because they're so focused on Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey connection that, yeah, like you said, even having one of the greatest tight ends, you want a secondary tight end. Because they have David Njoku, Mm -hmm. and he is a great tight end, in Mm -hmm. my opinion, one of the best pass catchers. And they're not going to save that much, but he, he caught 31 passes last season, and he might be third on the depth chart coming up. But he's making 2.74 million, or they'll save 2.74 million if they cut him. I I don't see much point in it. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go ahead and make my decision with keep. Uh, I mean, keep. I I don't know how big of a ceiling the Cleveland Browns have. It re, to me the, the the Cleveland Browns will go as far well, as Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. They might have to penny pinch every single dollar they can with how much they're paying Deshaun Watson. But I know I know it's not much money, but this is your third tight end. 
Yeah, I know. To me, I say Three. keep because I want to give because they don't have great receiver depth in my opinion. So to me, I want to give. I mean, your team really will go. They can forever be a first round out of the playoffs team if they just rely solely on the run game and their defense. But their ceiling is as high as Deshaun Watson can take them. So I think you want to give yeah. Deshaun Watson as much of a chance to succeed as possible. My, okay. Also, because you were talking about Deshaun Watson, in my opinion, Nick Chubb is one of the most underrated quarter, um, running backs in, in, the, in the league. Is he underrated? I don't think he's underrated. I think he's I, underrated <laughs> in the— I think he's adequately rated. He doesn't, think, get, he doesn't get talked about enough how good he is because he's on the Browns. See, I don't know because I I'm think pretty sure every list I've ever seen has Nick Chubb as a top three running back in the league. I think he's the only reason people talk about the Browns. Or Miles Garrett. That's fair. That's, it was worse than TJ Watt. Um, I'm going to go back to that. Yeah, I would say keep as well. I mean, he's a solid backup. Uh, 2.5. Yeah, it would be nice to have the money, but I don't know what they would spend that on to get anything better than him. So I'm like. Yeah, I mean, it, obviously all of that is what can you get. And I just, I don't see them, I don't see them getting better. But like, I could see the, the Bengals getting better by cutting Joe Mixon because they can get two running backs to take a spot and then have a little extra money on the side. I don't think. I don't think they'll be able to do anything with that. So I'm yeah, I would keep. say keep. Okay. All right. We're going to stay on the tight end train for a minute. Oh, I love tight ends. Okay. Um, Indianapolis Colts, Mo Alley-Cox. I actually really like this tight end. He's he's played 500-plus um, snaps for the Colts in three consecutive years, although last year rookie Jelani Woods yeah. was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got Kyle Granson, who was a part of the offense in 2022 as mm-hmm. well. Um, they would, if they um, were to clear him and cut him, they would save 2.92 mil. I would say keep him because I don't know what they would get anything better than him. Like I said, the same thing with Harrison uh, Bryant. Was he yeah. said? I don't think they get anything better than that. Uh, than he is with that money. And also, uh, Kyle Granson was the other kid that you said. Yeah. Mo Cox is better than Kyle Granson. So even if he's the backup, he's either their starter, their first string or second string guy. And either way, that's that's about money. If he's the first string, that's good money to, to have him on. And if it's the second string, then I don't know if they could replace him with someone that's something that's better Here's for that my, money. my argument to keep. Um, I think Jelani Woods and Cat Cox is a great two tight end duo. One thousand percent. We have a rookie quarterback coming in, and Anthony Richardson. Yep. What makes a better safety blanket than a tight end? Bingo. So give him some big targets he can hit when he needs to throw his checkdowns, build his confidence for this season. After this season, you can make your decision depending on how contracts look at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, I want I want good running backs, good tight ends. And a dynamic receiver. Yep. All right, so I'm actually going to go in the opposite direction, which is probably for the best because we've agreed on everything. Else <laughs> yeah, so far. we need some controversy. But I'm going to say cut Moali Cox just because. Well, he's not. He's now a sophomore tight end. They have like the same build. So Moali Cox and um, Jelani. Jelani, Jelani Woods. Woods. They have the same build. They're both like massive human beings. They're super tall. So you already have the. To me, you have a better jump ball. I, I wa- believe it or not, I watched a Colts game because I had Jonathan Taylor on my fantasy <laughs> football team. So, or I didn't have him this year. Actually, I had painful him last experience. Year. Actually, I was gonna say I'm I don't sorry. know why I said that. I had him the last. I had him the other year. Oh, I had him yeah. last year. Yeah, I don't know. He why. was horrible. I, I lied. I had to because start, you couldn't not start him. I had to start Matt Ryan and Alec Pierce because I was so I, I tank. Not that this is relevant to this at all, but I, I basically tanked a week where I'm like I'm gonna have all all of my starters basically had a bye week on the same week. So yes, I was starting Matt Ryan and Alec Pierce. They did I'm okay. Sorry. No, that's fine. It wasn't. It was one he of still Matt won Ryan's, the whole league. Don't be sorry. It was for one him. of his average games. But um, <laughs> to me, they have the same build. I like Jelani Woods better because he's a little bit more athletic. Uh, he's younger. I, to me, I'd rather replace Mo Ali Cox because he is starting to get older with a more run blocking tight end. 
but or or maybe more of a possession one than a jump ball guy, if mm. that makes sense. That's so that would valid. Be, that would be my only take. I get I that. Cut. I get so that. So we I'm, say keep. He says cut. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we like spending that money. Can we talk about this? Is going back to really old news, but that game in the, this last season on Thursday night between oh, the Broncos? Colts and the Broncos. I, oh that was the worst gosh, football bro. game I, I have ever watched. I on watched prime that game. time as well. It was you know bad. what? The, okay. Why were they why was the NFL so hyped up on putting the Broncos on primetime? They were horrible to it's, watch. It's because they're excited Russ. with Russ, but I have Ugh. to say I think I'm the only one that had any slight bit of joy watching that game because I actually went on DraftKings and had double kickers in my lineup and they Killed it because all they did was kick field goals the whole time. So it was the only one that had any joy during that game. Okay. Dear God, it was painful to watch though. But I was like, it let's go. So, <laughs> so here's a player that I don't have any um, cap space cut or what they would save on him. Yeah. No, it has to be a decent amount. We're going to the Titans with Ryan Tannehill. Um, so now you got Will Levis. You picked him up in the second round. They still have Malik Willis, yes. right? So, uh, he's a serviceable backup, um, arguably, potentially. Yeah. So, um, do you keep Tannehill? I think you keep keep him to start the season. At least, I think they trade him before the trade deadline. Who uh, wants Tannehill? So, but th- just to get rid of the contract, though. I think the Titans have put themselves in an awful position. Oh, they one hundred percent. I'm have. going to say keep and keep the entire season because you're if they cut him. They're looking at their rookie quarterback being the oldest quarterback on their team because he's older than Malik Willis, which is kind of wild, and they drafted him last year. And Malik Willis had as bad of a rookie season as you can have, like legit. which I'm not saying – he was not put in a good position. He wasn't even allowed to pass whenever he got to play. So he's not in a, he wasn't in a great position. But Ryan Tannehill is the only person that you know that can complete more than six passes in a game. And I, I realize that is setting the bar as small as possible. Six passes. But Malik Willis couldn't complete six passes in no. a game. So. And I hate it because he has his potential through the roof. Yeah, but. so I think you literally have to keep him and cry about it. My mm. thing with it is his contract, if I'm not mistaken, if they did cut it's him. It's pretty large. If they did cut him, they would lose a significant amount of money instead of gain money. Um, so, either way, in my opinion, Will Levis will be the starter by the end of the year, even though Will Levis is not going to be the answer. He's not a franchise quarterback. Now, let's also keep in mind, Tannehill has stated in the past he has no interest in mentoring a younger quarterback. Yeah, I don't think he—I mean, I don't think—I'm just going to be honest. I don't think Malik Willis or Will Levis will really have that big— I mean, granted, no. if the Titans are awful, I think you could see Ryan Tannehill get put on the bench. But the Titans play games against the – they play the Colts twice and they play the Texans twice. So you know what? They're going to be almost in the playoffs again because they have a serviceable defense. They have Derrick Henry. They're mm-hmm. going to just barely miss the playoffs probably. And, you know, we'll I'm be not, in the exact same situation next year. I'm not going to lie. If I was a Titans, I'm trading Derrick Henry and tanking for uh, Caleb Williams. You didn't take quarterbacks in three consecutive years. Yep. I mean, I, I listen. Caleb will. It will make because them none of their, neither of the ones they took are franchise quarterbacks. They're not. They won't be. And no, no freaking uh, uh, free agent like solid free agent quarterback that's going to be a franchise quarterback is going to go to the Tennessee Titans. What are you talking about? And this They're is a problem with the Tennessee Titans. 
right now, just talking about their quarter situ- quarterback situation, there's nothing dynamic or exciting about it. It's dull. It's plain. All they have is Derrick Henry and running back's lifespan ends eventually. Um, and, yeah. I mean, he's big, so he's probably got a few extra years. I think um, he has two to three. You know what? In that third year, I think he really starts, he tennis- starts to drop off. The Tennessee Titans right now, to me, and I, I don't mean this in any type of way towards you, Nate, the Tennessee Titans are the Washington Wizards of the NFL, where they're too good to get a good pick that can help save their franchise. Dang. But they have nothing going for them long-term in the future. That's a beautiful freaking comparison. Jesus Thank Christ. You. I'm sorry, Nate. I know that hurts you, but he's, he's so right. And see, and, and again, so they have they have a Ouch. they have a very accomplished player. Y'all, this is Bradley Bill that you will overpay for. They have Derrick Henry that they're going to continue to ride forever. They have a solid and they will solid be, other guy too, who's Ke- Kevin. Uh, Bayard, 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 That's a, he's safety. He's a disgusting sta- safety. Right. Well, well they, have a, Chris they have a mediocre. They have a mediocre. I mean, they have a. I'd say slightly above average defense. But so this is the thing. They're just going to be forever stuck on the borderline between a playoff team, not a playoff team. They need to sell until the they heck restart. Out of that team. It oh. won't be good. Oh well. I know we were going to talk about KJ Hamler. I'm skipping him. Um, I want to go to a more exciting prospect here. Good. Right. Um, nothing crazy, but Kansas City Chief Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Oh, that's such Cut. a good. That's Cut. a good one. Are we keeping? Because uh, they have running backs. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, they Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco, Pacheco absolutely. And then on top of that, they have Jarek McKinnon, mm-hmm. who is also so like that's a great year. running back backup. Edwards Hilaire, he was great starting out, but he got hurt. And, and all, he's, he's not so been slow too. I don't know why. I don't so, know because he would when he first came in, he was pretty speedy. Well, probably the injury. Yeah. I guess the injury. <laughs> and but he lost. God, mean, he lost so much speed. And I was because he also lost a whole bunch of weight as well. And so what was his problem was was he had that uh what was it was it like appendicitis or something that just remember. completely yeah, he had something random it like, it that, like completely that shook that him hurt. off. So like that's why not this past year but the year before last he was so bad because he. The offseason, he had that surgery. He lost all that weight. He was basically just becoming back to a human being. Like, you know, he was having a hard time with any kind of thing. And so what's so weird to me about Clyde Edwards-Alaire is that, like, this year when he played, he actually had some really good games for the Chiefs. Mm. Like, at the beginning of the year, he had good games. He had one mediocre game, and then with Isaiah Pacheco, who, again, has had some really good games, some mediocre games. And it's just like... It's so much about they. I, honestly, I say keep because to me the Chiefs are kind of like the 49ers in the sense that there will never be a running back that dominates the backfield just because of how they use them. In my opinion, in my opinion, mine is the exact opposite because of the same reason. I feel like if they're looking at Pacheco and Edwards Hilaire, I'm going with Pacheco every single time because in my opinion he has way more potential to grow into a quarter into a running back that's not d- destroying in the backfield because that's not going to happen on the Chiefs' offense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it is their go-to guy in the backfield with Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, but they don't have a go-to guy because it's the Chiefs. They rotate You're running backs so much that I think might as well keep him for. I mean, he knows the offense. Uh, unless you can replace him with someone better, like like I said, I think Isaiah Pacheco is better than him. Yeah, and at times Jarrett McKinnon looks better. Than, which J- Jarrett McKinnon, it, it, his life shelf, it, like his how time old is he now? He's getting older. He's had ACL injuries. It, his he doesn't. I don't think to me he has much more in the NFL to give. I'm, I mean, granted, I say that he had a heck of a second season. I mean, he was unbelievable at times last year. But eventually he is going to slow down, and so that's why I say might as well just keep him. I'll say this, and then we can move on. 
if they are going to make a significant amount of money back by cutting him, cut him. But if it's going to be only like a couple million, just keep him. Yeah, I'm no sorry I don't have that him. information. No, it's fine. No, display. you're good. You're it good. was not provided. Plus, <laughs> but. plus, okay, the three of those running backs won you a Super Bowl. Now, okay, yep. let me not say that they won the Super Bowl. I'm saying but they helped you, you were able to win a Super Bowl with those three running backs. If it's work, I mean, if it's working, I don't see much – and, and fixing it. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, Jared McKinnon had a big play in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm sure. Or maybe it were some. Maybe it was the. Uh, oh, it was the conference uh, championship. He had a great second half of the season. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go. We keep on him as well. Uh-huh. All right. Here's a different one. Chicago Bears kicker, um, Cairo Santos. Um, mm. Are y'all familiar with the name? Oh yeah. Yeah. In 2022, um, he was 21 for 23 on field goals, 90.6 percent of his percent in three seasons. However, he missed five extra points last year. Um, he um, he, that's pretty bad. That's really bad. Uh, and kickers tend to not um, get second chances. So unless your name is Zane Gonzalez, and somehow you did. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> what do y'all think? So it's I'm, a kicker, and I mean. I'm personally going to go with keep. I understand that's a lot of missed extra points, but last year we had uh, we had Boswell from the Steelers missing extra points. I mean, and he's a pro bowler, like one of the kickers that you trust. Uh, granted, Greg Zerloin's getting older, but he missed a couple extra points that cost the Jets game. Leg. You know, there's there's all kinds of uh, – I remember, um, which granted, uh, Harrison Bucker was dealing with injuries, but he, for a little while he's been one of the top, I say at least five kickers in the NFL. Yeah. It, it's weird. It's almost like last year – I mean, it's been happening a couple years, but last year was like especially – you just there was one week where every – like almost I'd say half the kickers missed either an extra point or a field goal. It's just – I don't know. It's just something that's going on. I, I – if you can find There's someone better, but air. but he didn't Cody Parkey, you know, or where he double doinked it and you lost a, a playoff game off yeah. of it. So I'd say might as well. Man, those um that beginning of the season this year for kickers was rough. It was rough. It was Bro, so, so bad. many kickers were missing stuff. So I don't honestly, know what they Steelers. changed because it was two the, field goals. Not bad. I'll take it. Because it was two Ooh. years ago when they changed the distance for the extra point. Right? Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. So this bro. year, I don't know if there's an excuse. No, there's like, not. You've been doing it. There's not an excuse, but it was every single kicker. Other than, of course, what if it's really Duffy. just all the um, the holders? It's their fault. All it along. probably is. I mean, be, no one realizes, but a lot of times, it's either the holder or the long snapper's fault that the kicker misses. Because if the long or if the you know the snap isn't perfect and the punter takes too long to get it back to how it's supposed to be, it throws the kick off. Pat McAfee yeah. has an excellent breakdown of like the kicking process. If you ever look want to yeah. go look at it on the show, it's I mean, everyone great. remembers Blair Walsh. Just absolute that shank of oh, a kick, gosh. and I hate it for it because honestly, that destroyed his confidence. That play ruined yeah. his career because he he was never good after that again. He had a great season, he yanks that. But if you look at it, I mean, granted, that close, you should still probably make it. Laces to them, and kickers don't do well when laces are to them. No, no. and it's especially when it's freezing cold in Minnesota, they don't do well with <laughs> that. So. I hate it for him, but... It's like kicking a brick, but yeah. then the laces are out, too. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, Cairo Sanchez, uh, I, say, I, I agree with Steven. You keep him unless you can get someone that's significantly better. Um, yeah, speaking of... Someone, someone brought up Zane Gonzalez. I wanted to keep Eddie Pin, uh, Pinheiro over him, but what can you do? Okay. <laughs> that was that a, ta- that a, was a take of all time. <laughs> Wait, um, we did keep Eddie Pinheiro. Yeah, that's why I was confused. 
Bro, I could have sworn that we got rid of Eddie Pinera. Who was the Cardinals kicker this past year? The last year, Matt Prater. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. He and went kept there. With Zinkins, okay, no. apparently I'm ill-informed. I'd love to have Matt Prater. He is good. <laughs> oh, yeah, Matt Prater is very good. Solid. Okay. All right, so this one was going to be for Chris. I had reserved it, but... Oh, that's tough. He loves that stuff. He's not here. Um, so <laughs> let's just go ahead and say cut. Um, he might agree. Um, New Orleans Saints, Um, I think he likes his player, though. Traquan Smith. Michael wide Thomas. Wide receiver. Oh. I think they should cut Michael Thomas anyway. I do too. Um, he has a big cap hit. I, I think he has the largest cap hit in the NFL. Just because um, it's Chris and his team, I'm say cut everyone on the Saints. So facts. Traquan Smith, wide receiver, since his rookie year 2018, he hasn't had just a great year yet. Um, he's been steady, 34 receptions in 2020. Um, so behind the starters, their receivers, you probably don't know the names if you're not a Saints Marcus fan. Marcus Callaway. Well, these ones are starters. I'm not oh, about their bench. Oh, so this oh. is their bench presence. A.T. Perry and Brian Edwards. Um, I know Brian Edwards. So Smith might not make it amongst those other Honestly, two. Honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, like that, now that I'm – because they got Rashid Shaheed. Uh, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas. Is, is Jarvis Marcus Landry Callaway. on the team anymore? Or is he gone? I, I think, think Callaway. Did he leave? Who? Callaway. Oh, I was talking about Landry. Did Jarvis Landry leave? I think he I might. I almost think, think he's, he's still, still there. there. Yeah, they got a lot of receivers. Yeah, to be I honest. think that's a cut. Granted, Three Michael points. Thomas probably won't be there the whole year, but I'm just saying that's a lot of. I almost think I no. like him. I actually I, like that player a lot. Oh, but with, I think like Trey Quan. I was like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I don't know what's happening. I'm going to go with Cut just because they have so cut. many good cut. receivers. And actually, I think he's a really good receiver. But I think Chris has a Traquan Smith card with like his jersey or something. Probably. That sounds um, right. Cry about it. <laughs> um, so that would be tough. Let me see if we got one we more you, good one here. All right. So <laughs> Dang, Steven. I just played. That might be it, but we're going to make sure. I want to see if I, I got you covered. So what did y'all say? I said cut. I said we cut the Saints dentist. Oh, that's a good take. That's a good callback. Oh, I do have one more. Oh, wait. We, you can just play Taysom Hill at wide receiver. Yeah, cut him. Tied in for the New Orleans. Why I say New Orleans? New England Patriots. Patriots. Hunter Henry. Oh. Oh, no. They, um, he he has a, you want to know his contract right now? Yeah, sure. Three year, 37.5 million. Oh, no. Um. So he's had 91 catches for 1,112 um, yards and 11 touchdowns since joining the Pats. Oh, since but joining the Pats, I was like, last his season? His production oh, has waned well, no way. Um, and gone down since then. Um, if he, the seven-year veteran, if he's released, they could save over $10 million. That's a cut. <sighs> See, to That's me. That's easily a cut. This situation's so hard because Hunter Henry's a good tight end. I love Hunter They have Hunter Johnny Henry. Smith. It's just, why did, they, good too. why did they sign both? I don't know. <laughs> My thing is cut Hunter if you bring D Hop in. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Another big target. I I'm know just say Hunter keep, can block, but I'm just gonna say keep Hunter Henry. I like Hunter Henry personally. I want to say if they're up. saving ten million, I'll say cut him. You're yeah, high. I just don't think they'll do anything with someone him, else so. is gonna pick him up. Tight ends are needed, so yeah. I'm saying keep. Okay, cut. And that's the end of Cut or Keep. Um, we didn't have any major names, but we had a few in there for you. What do you um, mean? I mean, Ryan besides, Tannehill's a major name. <laughs> I mean, he's a starting quarterback somehow. <laughs> but Joe Mixon and um, and Joe Mixon and Joe, Joe Mixon. Mixon. Joe, Mixon. <laughs> Joe Mixon's a big name. Hunter yeah. Henry. <laughs> big names. 
He's a big name. Yeah, so we move into... Isn't uh, he like six foot... We have a big name in Brickashaw. Oh, well, Mo Ali Cox is a big name, dude. Yeah. First, yeah. like six foot five. or Is he six foot seven? I almost feel like he's six foot seven. He's a big dude. Starting small forward right. <laughs> for Anyways, the Boston Celtics. Should we go ahead and get into our next segment? Segment? Absolutely. Next All right, summit. this is Ranking Right Hand Mans. We're going to start from number 10. So, break, okay, I'll, I'll explain. It's the yeah, final countdown. So, yeah, we're basically uh, ranking Copier. the second best player on every team, like the number two guy on every team the right in the NBA. Man. But we're just going to get, instead of doing all 30, because no one has time for that, we're oh, going to yeah. go with the top 10. Yeah. Starting at 10 and going down to the best one. Yeah, so 10 is who we think is 10th. Obviously, the last name we name is who we think the best right-hand man in the NBA is. Facts. I'm just laughing because of how I accidentally wrote number 10 on my list. Dear God. Uh, so should share. I start? Yeah, you can go ahead. All right, number 10. Uh, it's kind of rare. And honestly, going into this season, I would have said he was the best player on his team. But last year, he didn't play like the best in the playoffs. He definitely didn't play like the best. So I'm going to go with the former All-NBA player himself, Julius Randle, at number 10. Okay. Okay, he's not on my he, list. He, al- that's he almost made mine. Because I think Jalen Brunson's better than him now. Oh, yeah. I, going into the year, I would have had it reversed, but. I want to know who you left off your list, but okay. Um, who you got at uh, number 10? We'll see. At number 10, I have DeMar DeRozan from the Bulls. Oh, I forgot about this. He's the number two option besides He's the, the number two option. I think, it's, I think he's behind I think Zach's the number two option, but to me, you know, at that point, to me, I don't think it matters if DeMar's your second guy or Zach, because they're about the same. Their stats are very similar. That's what I'm saying. Like, very, very similar. If you put Zach Levine, I would have viewed it the same way as you put DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, either way, I feel like, honestly, Zach Levine... I maybe would have put one or two higher, but De- cause just I think just because Demar didn't have that great of a season. Yeah, Demar he did. is uh, also not on my list. So yeah, I put Demar Derozan at ten. This season he averaged twenty four point five points per game, four point six rebounds, I did not five point one stats, assists. But that's fine because Julius Randle was a former All NBA. So okay, well at number ten, as I read it on my list, I have Karen Jackson Jr. Um, but Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, um, DPOY. Yeah, I like I like Jaron Jackson Jr. a lot, but I think. Some of it is going to boil down to injury and potential, but wait, what did I say? I mean, I can't know no, how it was about mine. I didn't put your. Okay. Well, two. your list doesn't count. Oh, that's the, um, don't I, change it though. Is what it I, is. I would put him higher, but I just think that Desmond Bain's arguably the offensive number two. Yeah, um, that's fair. So that's like, yeah. Jaron Jackson it's comes close, in at ten. Though. I just think there's some bigger star, superstar names on this list. Even to me, I, I think Jaron Jackson. Them. Well. I guess he's not underrated as much anymore because he just won DPOI. But uh, I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is severely criminally not looking at like he should be. But he does have games where he does not show up. Yeah. My thing was, I think I was too <laughs> yeah. scared because I actually really, really like Jaron Jackson Jr. I think I was scared of overrating him. See, to me, I think of Jer- – so, like, Julius Randle, I think you plan around Julius Randle. To me, Jaron Jackson Jr. completely changes the way you run offense. People- 100%. When players, like, completely change the way they take shots because they're afraid of getting their shot blocked, that that's when you know you're a difference maker. And then on top of bro, that – There's a defensive menace. On top of that, Broken easily gets you 20 points. Well, maybe not. I mean, Broken gets you 20 points, yeah, honestly. 20. I like Jaron Jackson Jr. It's fine, though. I, I, I'm not going to say anything about your list until I know who's above him. Okay. Well, who's your number nine? My number nine is DeMontis Sabonis. He's also not on my list. That oh, might, right. I don't been. have him as the oh, number two Oh, wow. Guy. We really well, have different opinions. I have a Kings guy on my top ten, but I don't have 
uh, Demontis Demontis is the number Malik three Malik Monk. <laughs> this is what I was going to say. When the game is on the line, the person that has the ball every time is De'Aaron Fox. So that's why, to me, uh, to me, uh, you can DeMontis look at his rebounds. But to that's me, fair. they're the guy. He's the guy that runs the offense. Demontis Sabonis makes it a lot easier with his passing and scoring, but and his rebounding. Yeah, now he's oh yeah, he's a great rebound. I just didn't. But to me, when the game's on the line, is De'Aaron Fox. So that's why I have Sabonis at, as the secondary guy, and I think he is very good. Clutch player of the year, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, I mean that's why he has the game, the ball in his hand at the end of the game. Should so. it have been yeah. Jimmy Butler? My thing is that. What? There, it's off of the regular season though. Um, my thing was that deer like looking. I looked at their stats, and I probably looked into into it a little too much with the stats. Probably, but uh, uh, Demontis Sabonis only averaged like two or three points less than Darren Darren Fox, and averaged like ten more rebounds. So oh wait, like, yeah, he's a big man. So I was like, eh. <laughs> that's and only like works. one less assist. That was the other thing. So I was like, dang. I mean, I kind of have to. Yeah, Respect but that's him. so it's funny. Here's you see these segment. European big men, they are like playmakers, man. Our new segment, fact check on. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so who do you have then? If you think it's not at DeMarcus. number nine, I have James Harden. Nine for the 76ers. Nine, okay. I have no idea what's happening on either oh, list. At the moment. These are our list are vastly six point different. Rebound, 6.1 rebounds, 10.7 assists. So, I put a lot into how they performed in the playoffs. I just want that to be known. I tried to ignore that partially, and I will, uh, but I had to account injury at some point. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, injuries, but. I give people a pass for injury, but I looked at how people performed, and, and some, some players rose up because of how they played in the playoffs, some people fell down. Yeah, to be very clear. Mine was based on regular season. Yeah, but to me, I, I don't care how good my second-hand guy is in the regular season. I want to win a chip. Well, my number wrong. nine might be the number one, but I don't think he would be the number one if someone else could stay healthy. Uh-huh. Number nine, I have Brandon Ingram. If Zion's on the court, Brandon's the number two. Yeah. Um, that's clear. Yeah. Uh, but Brandon Ingram, he could be a lot higher on my list. Pelicans just haven't showed me the success mm-hmm. for me to move them up. If they click next year, the set, the Pelicans are a sleeper. They have yeah. CJ, they have Zion, they have Brandon. If that clicks, that's a big three. I know that yeah. like CJ's not going to be CJ of the past, but – that's still like he's still very solid in a league that has dynamic duos now instead of big threes. That's a big three. Yeah, I'd say a with medium. a little brother. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you know it's, it's a, a big two and a half. It's slightly bigger than normal three, but I don't know if it's a big three. If Zion and Brandon Ingram take the step they need to take, I they love are Brandon two Ingram. Superstars. I really like Brandon Ingram. The big. Th- question mark there is Zion I'm more worried about Zion because not... I, I I understand he's a great player he has great offense his defense still he still needs to prove he can do anything he's had a couple defensive games but for the most part people run around him before he proves anything on defense he needs to prove that he actually wants to play the game of basketball yeah that's true yikes and that he can talk to his teammates um through that number eight I like Brandon Ingram a lot so at number eight I have someone who is currently in the NBA finals I have Bam Adebayo to me, he just needs to take a step on offense. He's got it defensively. Honestly, playmaking-wise, he's got it. Yep. He was almost on my list. He was number 11. He got edged out um, just because of, I mean, what he does on the court doesn't show up on the stat sheet. No, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. So I like Bam. He could be on my list. He could take the spot of several of these players. But because of the lack of offensive production and the fact that I want to see him develop a mid-range, I did not put him on my and top to 10. And to me, yeah, even more than that. Or three. Uh, yeah, I get you. Well, first, to me, they're in the NBA Finals, so I, I feel like I had to move him up a little bit because he's the second-best player on an NBA Finals team. But at the same time, 
to me, he just needs offensive consistency because we looked at him in Game 7, and he provided nothing offensively. Then he comes out in Game 1 of the NBA Finals. He puts up 25 points on good – he was the best offensive player on the Heat. He He just needs consistency. He's somewhere between Draymond Green and Al Horford. Um, I think that's a fair, like, of how his play style, not his skill set, mm-hmm. play style. Hmm. Because how many times do you see one of those players standing at the top of the key with the ball? The only reason you don't see Al Horford there more is because he's, he's going to take the shot the, if he's open. I'm talking about more like um, talking more like Hawks Al Horford, more so oh, than Celtics Al Horford. Um, but, like, I just I don't like seeing – um, which, of course, it would change the offense. But I don't like to see Bam standing at the top of the key, no one within five feet, scared to take the shot. Yeah. Like, um, but we literally watched the other yeah. night happen. So, like, and the only problem with that running with the Heat is I love Gabe Vincent and I love Max Struess, but they are not prime Curry and Clay Thompson. They're so inconsistent. They're, they're, Jesus they, they, Christ. They can be great, and I don't dislike it, but it's just it's not, it's not the same formula. Um, and Bam... It's looking like a Draymond to me right now, which isn't bad by all means. Which Draymond, Draymond has had, had a more great career. Jump shot than mm, Bam does. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. At least did. At least did. Okay, from three, I will let Draymond. But Bam has a mid range. That's how he had twenty five points in game one because it was just nothing but. He was I don't know. If it's, yeah, I'm saying from mid range. I don't know three. if it's game plan or lack. I think of it's a little bit of game plan because at the same time the Nuggets are like, okay, well Bam just hit three contested mid ranges in a row. But if that's the shot we're going to give them is contested mid ranges. But he's not contested most of the time. I don't know. I, I, I game one was nothing but contested pull up mid ranges over and over again. But okay, you know that's just game I'll, one. I'll concede. All right, no, no, uh, you're good. <laughs> number eight, I also have Bam Adebayo. This season, uh, 20.4 points per game, 9.2 rebounds, uh, 3.2 assists. You may knock me for having this guy this high on my list. He should be closer to one if he played. Um, It's Kyrie Irving. Um, I have him at number eight, but I don't know if he's going to, like, cause a locker room problem. I don't know if he's going to not play half the season. Off of skill, Kyrie's top five. Off of showing up on the court, I have to put him at eight. And yeah. staying, like, non-controversial yeah. where he can actually still play off the court. See, I another reason I didn't have Kyrie is because I, I – you know, I guess I was thinking a little bit future, and I, I just didn't know if he was going to be the number two on, on the Mavericks or he was going to be number three on the Lakers or number one on another bad team. Like, I, I have no idea where Kyrie See, Irving's going. I think – this is a wild take, hot take. If Kyrie's on the Lakers, he's arguably number two. Um, yeah, It's crazy, but I think Kyrie, if he's somewhere he wants to play and, like, is with LeBron, I think he's going to play. Yeah. Uh, but they can't give him the money he wants. He's not going to go there. Well, they're but paying a lot for um, Kyrie can ball. D'Angelo Russell, so they could do some kind of contract trade. Sign and trade yeah. type deal, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, see, that to me, that would be a whole nother because then who's number two because – LeBron should be number two, but too too many games. He is the only player that is taking shots, and then there's some games where he doesn't. But too many, literally every game. I love the world. It's because Anthony, I, yeah, Anthony Davis is the most frustrating superstar to me in the NBA. I don't think it, this would be a a knock on his career. I think in a perfect world, LeBron. And, this sounds crazy, but AD and Kyrie carry that team with LeBron being the second to third option at night. Yeah, yep. he's nearly 40 years old. Yes. Let him take that role, he is a, and he's he is still 39. going to be a driving force. 
That's like, why to me that's what it should be. That's right? what it should be. <laughs> Thirty-eight, thirty-nine. That's why years I say old. Anthony Davis is the most frustrating superstar there is to me because he has offensive skills. It's he just has he all the skills to do stuff, and anyway, he just doesn't just think he'll just disappear. He'll have now, forty games and then five. It's Ky- not cool. You can't do that in the playoffs. Kyrie is um, has not shown to be at that level, but yeah, if you're I right. If he goes to the Lakers and they're competing for a championship, I think he will it'd be. be a beautiful storyline in a perfect world where LeBron's like, "I got you that chip." Kyrie's like, "No, I'm going to help you get another one." Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I be, agree. Be and pretty, like I said, I didn't cool. rank Kyrie because I didn't know Which where he was going to be. LeBron didn't hand him that chip. Uh, Kyrie was balling. Oh no, no, he was too. there with it, and LeBron would still be balling. <laughs> yeah, because LeBron is LeBron. <laughs> but so, um, moving okay. on to number seven, you guys might think I have this player too low, but I'm gonna go with Jalen Brown here at seven. It's it's to me. We know you hate. That's Jaylen a little Brown. bit deep recency bias. We know you no, hate Jalen Brown. No, it's his career. Uh, when you have more career turnovers than assists in the, to me, he is a one way player, and if he can't get it going on offense, he is a black hole. That's why him and Jason Tatum cannot coexist on the same team. I think that is a game plan problem. I don't think that's it's a been a game Brown plan problem. for years. I oh, terrible yeah. coaching. I think that if you you see Jalen Brown's having an off the night, Celtics? you're like, okay, man, take a back seat. We're not trying to hurt your confidence, but play some defense and get us in the game. <laughs> like, so Jalen Brown, to me, Jalen Brown is the reason they lost really ga- that, game but. seven. Because he could, because he oh, could he not make a shot, and then refused to believe that but he couldn't make a shot. Almost no one on that team could make a shot. They had they had moments. To that me, is the biggest Derek problem White, with the Celtics right now, is that when they're not making shots, they don't stop shooting. When their best players don't well, aren't making shots, well, stop when, shooting. No, no, I'm saying, saying like I'm saying like when Jason Tatum isn't making shots, he keeps shooting. When Jalen Brown isn't making shots, he keeps shooting. Well, that's what when Marcus Smart isn't making shots, he t- still takes twenty shots. Well, see, well, I don't know any game Marcus Smart takes twenty, but that's what I'm saying. Your NBA superstars, if you're not getting shots to fall, you know what you do? You keep, keep shooting. shooting the ball over and over again. You trust to your me, practice. It's just the it's just the fact that I don't think Jalen Brown deserves that kind of green light because he, but at some point you got to play to win. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I get what you're saying, but you let your superstars take the shots. Like if if uh, Stephen Curry's not making, I'm not telling Stephen Curry to stop shooting threes if he's one. I think you're not you, wrong. You keep taking shots unless you notice another player is having the hot hand. That's what I'm saying. But Jalen like, Brown you play to win. that random night with Caleb Martin. Then yeah, Jalen Brown the ball. will not be a winner with the Celtics. To me, he has to be on a different team because him and Jason Tatum. I have like play styles that contradict Jalen Brown on the Heat. No, I like Jalen Brown in Houston. In Houston. Mm-hmm. I don't like Houston just in general. So. But I like Jalen Brown there. I think that he would be a good counterpart to Jalen Green. But to me, like I said, Jalen Brown has one thing to offer. He, and when his shots are not falling, he gets, he does nothing for your team. He really does not. He's I a defensive anchor. He, no. He's On not anchoring perimeter. no defense. He's a good defender. He's not no defensive anchor. On perimeter, not paint. In my opinion, the biggest thing that Jalen Brown needs, because – since he was drafted, pretty much, and since, and then the year after that when Jason Tatum was drafted, the keys to the, to the team were handed to them. This is y'all's team. This, go ahead and take it. I think he needs to get on a team where he can learn from a veteran star to learn how to get get in the mindset of how to win and how to keep winning and not be a black hole like you said. To you know me, Jalen Brown can't I be- feel like Jalen Brown learning from Jimmy Butler is the best thing he can do. You know what's also hurt Jalen Brown this year, mentality-wise, is the fact that he thought he was he was talking in those trade packages for Kevin Durant. 
Like that yeah. messes with you. To me, you know what the the problem is? Jalen Brown doesn't want to be in Boston. Jalen Brown doesn't no, want to be. He in doesn't Boston. want to be in Boston. He thinks that no. I, this is just a fact. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Jalen Brown, I mean, Boston is one of the more racist cities. Yeah. Jalen Brown wants to be. He likes the activist role. He likes having a stance for that. And I think that's great if that's what he wants to do. But he likes that. A lot of times the fans. The, are not Boston fans are supportable. brutal. And see, I honestly, let's say Jalen Brown balls out in Game Seven. They might be more supportive towards him. They, to me, the Boston fans are, are Boston and Philly have some of the most yeah, brutal fans. Like, they yeah. just want to win and for you to do well. And so when you're not, they're gonna bring all this off the court stuff off. Like, why aren't you? Why are you doing this when you should be? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so Jalen Brown has more career turnovers than assists in the playoffs. I just I don't like that he was a turnover machine in Game Seven. I don't like Jalen Brown, and here I am. I have him seven as the best second player, but he needs to be significantly worse than the best player to me for you to have a championship team. Fair. It's my take. Might be hot, but uh, number seven, I have Anthony Edwards. Um, I think he's the best player on his team. He is an I would say cat. Nah, cat's not. If you look at the playoffs. Anthony Edwards was scoring 40. He's the one that gets to take the game win shot down. He missed. He was he was trying his hardest to make the Timberwolves make a series out of that Nuggets series. You did make a case where I did readjust my list a little bit. I want to let you know that. But not much. Um, <laughs> all right. But anyway, I understand. To me, it there, him and there's a few other that are like they're like bat, like this close to each other. You know, like I, to yeah. me, Anthony Edwards edges out Cat just a little bit. But you're just saying to me, it doesn't change their placement. To me, they're 11. I just did miss Cat on my list. I didn't put Anthony Edwards up there. I mean, I just don't think he's. There I think quite he's the best player on their yet. team. I think he's already. Oh, the best I, player no, on I the think team. he's amazing. I just don't know that he's necessarily better than these players on this list yet. I just don't know if Cat is. He could be. Anthony Edwards is one of my favorite players in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's going to be a superstar, and I oh, he's stand incredible. By Dear that. God, I think he is a superstar. And it's already. wild how he went from the uh, the whole I don't know if I want to play basketball anymore to being one of the best young stars in the in the league. Well, it's the hot Cheetos, man. Just look back to when Jimmy Butler was on the um, on the Timberwolves. Right, the one player that got his respect was Anthony Edwards. Well, no, wait, was Anthony Edwards even on that? No. I lied. Sorry, this is what I meant to say. <laughs> he <about>. would have. <laughs> I would have. I meant this the other way against Cat. Cat was the guy that he was like, "Stop playing video games, play some basketball. This is your job." And so to me, that's why Cat. I, I, I look at Cat a little bit harder. It looks like Anthony Edwards to me kind of took the Jimmy Butler role. Maybe not. I'm not saying he's Jimmy Butler, but I'm saying the actual works hard, wants to get it. Mm-hmm. I don't think Cat. That's why I have Cat as the second best. He will not get the opportunity just because of how much talent there is. But Anthony Edwards has face of the NBA potential. Yeah, he. One hundred percent. Agree. Um, and he showed it in that playoff series. He oh, was yeah. working his butt off. And like they took a game. I mean, it's not great, but I'm just saying, you look at the Nuggets, you look at the Timberwolves, the direction they're going in, I think taking a game was a great step for Anthony Edwards. Even the Lakers didn't do that. And he (laughs) was was giving the Nuggets buckets, bro. And he was mad that they couldn't do better. They were like, they barely made it in. They were the eighth seed, and he was mad that he couldn't win. Like, he's got it. Um, So, so seven for you was uh, Anthony Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Number seven for me is Darius Garland. Yeah, he just did miss my list. He just did miss my list. Just because of... I I when I get his recency bias, I just I hated the way he played in the playoffs. It was yeah. awful. But no, I get what it's you're saying. This is first one of his first first time, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, yeah, for sure. So I mean, when he's your second best player behind Donovan Mitchell, mm-hmm. now I will say it's a small backcourt, but that's disgusting. No, yeah, that that has potential yeah. to be good. We just have to wait and see. The fact that Cleveland rebuilt so fast is amazing. That is true. That's what is the most amazing thing about that to me is how good that team has gotten, how quickly because they. 
I mean, they traded Kyrie Irving for not much for Isaiah Thomas. that didn't pan out, and they lost LeBron. You know what I mean? Like they didn't get a whole lot for losing their superstars, and they turned around quick. He quick. was almost my number ten, but my thing with Demar Derozan was he could arguably be the face of that team. Yeah, so that's fair. Like, yeah, and to me, Donovan. There's zero question. Donovan Mitchell is he is the number one guy on that team. Zero question about it. And see, if we're like projecting, I could totally see Darius Garland taking that next step to be undisputed like okay now we can't leave him off the list because he to me he's very close oh 100 and he has room to get to that so i, I like the inclusion honestly because i think he can take the next step to be even better number six all right number six for me is brandon ingram i have him one slot better than Jalen, just because of the playmaking i think they have similar i think brandon ingram's better offensively i think Jalen brown's slightly better defensively and i think brandon ingram is worlds ahead of Jalen Brown in terms of being able to actually keep a team afloat when the superstar's not there. I can't believe it, but I actually have Brandon Ingram higher than you do. That's wild. Um, See, and, and y'all clowned me when I had – I was the only one that had Brandon Ingram above Jalen Brown in the redraft. And you know what Jalen Brown did? He said, you know what? I'm going to go prove all of y'all wrong. And Brandon Ingram about got that Pelicans team into the playoffs with how well he was playing at the end. So I got B.I. I love Brandon Ingram. Number six, I have De'Aaron Fox. Um yeah, in I, my opinion, that's a Batman Robin. It, yeah, I I think Demontis has is the even though it's smart to give De'Aaron Fox the ball at the so end you, of the game. You had Sabonis. I had Sabonis. Okay, and I, I had, had Fox. nine. I think. Um, yeah, nine. I had Fox at six. Um, twenty five points, four point two rebounds per game, six point one assists. Clutch player of the year. Great player. He played. Uh, how, how did he play in the playoffs? I'm trying to remember. Now, if to me, if. De'Aaron Fox is your undisputed second best player. You got a championship team. Just saying. Which they. But I think they're their best. He's their best player. So that's some why. people thought that they were gonna uh, beat the. Um, beat, uh, they were close. They were beat. They were gonna beat the Warriors. I mean, they were close. So. They were close. Okay. Well, I have another player that, if it were not for injury, he would be in my top three. Uh, but number six. I'm getting Paul George to slot. Okay, I I got it. Paul George is the first one on my honorable mention. 13, when he is on the court and healthy, is a stud. Right. And I think next year the Clippers are going to be really interesting because now we have the rule where you're not eligible for all NBA unless you play 65 games. Yep. We're going to see Kawhi on the court. I think so, but I, I don't think know. he's gonna be healthy. He's gotta get back in shape though. I think whether he's he playing, wants he was to be a lot slower than he used oh, yeah, to be. It didn't matter, bro. It was back oh, he was still handing out buckets, but he we're gonna see Kawhi on the court. Basically, he wasn't as where he was. And if Paul George didn't have that freak injury again, and, and he's starting to get more consistent with injuries. Yeah, um, but I think he's gonna come back. I think Clippers. I think Clippers make the playoffs next it, year again. And it's going to be different. Listen, I think you can say it on either way, and I think you have a very strong case to be right because it's just it, that's a wild card, and I like it. I like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I think Paul George is ex superstar, so it just yeah, like you said, it just yeah. depends. So at number five, getting into the top five, I have James Harden, okay. just because of how he almost carried the Celtics to the Eastern Conference Finals, despite of Joel Embiid. Yeah, that's right. Not in fact, despite Joel Embiid. <laughs> that's a fair it. pick my james harden bias very much came out in my putting him at number nine yeah because i mean to me he's better than Jalen brown yeah slightly well, better than, i don't think that's even controversial no i agree well you got have you said number five uh number five i have brandon ingram brandon um, ingram that's respectable not much to be said like he, yeah because i just said at number six like, like he 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 worked really hard he, he played almost great. he almost got it got the pelicans into the playoffs yeah Number five, I have Jalen Brown here. 
Um, I just um, we've talked about him enough. <laughs> yeah, no, we went on a whole rant, Jalen Brown. I apologize for that. So moving on to number four, and see, it's this to me, this player is was in is in such a delicate spot because to me, for so long, I have cried that he's underrated, and and now I'm starting to hear so much noise about him that I'm starting to almost go on the flip side. But I have Jamal Murray here at number four. Fair. I loved Jamal Murray. Now some people are starting to act like this is his team. I do want to remind people that he just went five for eighteen. And no one even mentioned it in Game 3 because they won. It is still Jokic's team. But if you do look at how the Heat are guarding him, it's wild. I've never seen anything like this. They are trapping him every time he gets the ball because they're trying to make life as difficult as possible for him and make Jokic beat him by himself. Like They are trying their hardest to stop Jamal Murray. So that's why I have him at four. When NBA Finals, you're double-teamed every time you touch the ball. You, You must be a solid player. What are you doing? He's going to say something stupid. I didn't have Jamal Murray on my list, and I'm wrong. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Never mind. No, no, that's not stupid. I'm so wrong. No, it's fine. I'm so wrong. It, it was. It was a, a moment of weakness. I understand. You're good. You just forgot. Um. Well, who's your number five then? Oh, we already said number five. This is uh, number four. four. Yeah. Four. Sorry. Uh, I have Kyrie Irving. Kyrie. That's. Yeah. No. See, I don't have Kyrie Irving on my list just because I didn't know. So I, you know. That's fair. I think it's mm-hmm. fair. I think Kyrie Irving's fair. Kind of gonna mimic here you here except for a spot lower or higher. I got James Harden at number four. You steal that and that guy number two. If you can have an ex MVP at your number two and he's still performing at and a high level, I was gonna say to me, James Harden. He proved to me that he still has at least another year of being a high level player. Oh so, yeah, at least. I mean, granted, I, I don't know. First game in the NBA, he could tear his ACL and never be the same again. I, God forbid that happen. But you um, know. I'm not gonna lie. If there's if what they're saying is true and James Harden really is probably gonna leave the 76ers for the Suns. Oh, it's or or the Rockets. Um, because they're saying that he wants to get he's stuck between those three teams, but if he leaves the 76ers, I think Tyrese Max is going to be disgusting. I don't know if they have the cap space, but what if both Harden and um Brown went to Houston? That would be interesting, yeah. It's wild. How did Houston go over the salary cap last year with their mediocre roster? Anyway, oh, um, think about that like James Harden, Jalen Green, Jalen Brown, Jabari Smith, and, and Alfred Sengun. Sengun. That's kind of dirty, bro. So, moving on to our top three. To me, these three are, like, the game plan changers. Now, granted, I might just include Jamal Murray in that because, like I said, the Heat have literally changed the way they're playing defense to I try think, to stop Jamal Murray. I think it's oh, I think it's less about stopping specifically Jamal Murray Oh, it is. and more about stopping the rest of the Nuggets team besides Jokic. They know they're not going to stop Jokic. No. Did you want—I I don't want to be—but Aaron they Gordon had, like, 27-some points last game. Like They were double-teaming. They're like, if Aaron Gordon—if we lose the NBA Finals because Aaron Gordon averages 25, we're going to lose the NBA Finals. We're going to—Aaron Gordon was hitting threes. They are—they are—honestly, they're trying harder to stop Jamal Murray than they are— um, Jokic at the moment because I guess they're more afraid of threes than twos, yes. which, is, which is fair. You can't stop three NBA they, players from scoring. They don't. I You're think not. the thing is they don't think they can stop Jokic, but they think they have a chance of stopping Jamal Murray. So they're like selling out to try which, to stop Jamal Murray. Which that's a decent strategy. It is. No, it, it really. That's how they won games. Especially two. when you're undersized. Yeah, that's yeah. how that's they won games too. So uh, anyway, so to me, these three change the way you play. One of them is defensively, and this is where I have Jaron Jackson Jr. I realize I have him very, very, very high. But that being said, to me, he looked like the best player on the, maybe not on the court, but at least on the Memphis Grizzlies this playoffs. To me, John Morant had that one really, really good game where he almost carried the Grizzlies back into that game. 
But Jaron Jackson Jr. was able to slow down. I think that was the worst series LeBron had because LeBron had a good series against the Nuggets. They just got swept. It was the worst series LeBron had. Anthony Davis didn't look very good. So to me, I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is the third best. It might be a little high. I, I will admit that it might be a little high, but I, I really like Jaron Jackson Jr. So That's fair. I actually hate I didn't put Jaron Jackson Jr. on my list because That's I, I, I really you didn't put like Jaron Jackson Jr. You know, or Jamal bro, I Murray. really like Jaron Jackson Jr. It is funny that my three and four are not even on Seth's list. We didn't even do stats and we got a better list than Seth. Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. I would say better. I'd say different. No, it's mine's better. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, uh, to be fair, it's my opinion, so I should think mine is better. Yeah, you should. I'm going to censor myself right now. All right. Oh, Lord. Okay. All right, you're off the pot. <laughs> <laughs> so who's your number three? My number three is Jalen Brown. Yep, get out of here. He Hear was my out. number three before Hear me out. argument. I'm so sorry. Steven made a good argument. I actually had him at number two and moved him down to number three. My thing is, Jalen Brown Sucks. has the ability to be a superstar. No, in the, yes, he does. Give me a second to explain. Okay. He has the he has the potential second to up. be a superstar <laughs> in this league. The thing that needs to happen is he needs to get out of Boston, and he needs to I go. Think he will, and he needs to go and learn from someone like like I said, Jimmy Butler, who can teach him the mentality of "Hey, get out of your own head, kid." Hot take. Learn how to freaking play basketball without being a wuss. In a world of things that would never happen. Goodbye, Clay Thompson. Hello, Jalen Brown. Absolutely not. I don't want him on that. Uh, actually, <laughs> he's the so second he's your, best Robin actually, Hood. Actually, I don't want him. Bro, the way he's about, <laughs> I don't want him on the. Jalen, to me, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's better than Clay Thompson. He is. No, I said no, no, no. Jalen Brown's better than Clay Thompson. It's more, At the moment. It's more of the. It's more of the I like having Clay Thompson because no. I'm just a Warriors fan. But yeah, having now, You're I would love to have Jalen yeah. Brown on the team. Zero question. To me, this was Jalen Brown's year to prove because still, to me, last year in the the playoffs, he had a couple, he had more. He looked better last year in the playoffs than he did this year in the playoffs because he was their best player in the playoffs last year. At in my points, opinion. it was at points. To me, it was literally Jaylen, Jason Tatum sucked last year. In no, the playoffs. no, no, no. It was they took turns. It was Jason Tatum had a good game. Jalen Brown had a good game. Jason I think Tatum that's took okay. a good game. And it is yes, but to me this year Jalen Brown, I can count single digits or probably one or two fingers of good games he had. He was awful against the Celtics. Awful against the Heat. Like wait, how is he awful against the Celtics? Did you keep, uh, bro? They. Steven, Honestly, how was he awful against the Celtics? I'm so sorry. I'm in the 76ers. I didn't even catch it. He tried to rebuttal me on it. No, because I thought you, I was like, how are you being? Did you watch the 76ers Celtics series? I'm sorry. He was awful against the 76ers. Yeah. Thankfully, Joel Embiid outdid him in the badness. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Dear God, Joel Embiid had such a bad series. Yeah, Dear but God. we're going to see if it's. We don't know how much he was battling injury. You're not wrong. But st- it's it's just but you it's just the turn from up. winning MVP to, to when it, which was a controversial MVP because a lot of people thought Jokic should have gotten it right, which I, I voted for. And then he absolutely not that I got a vote. You I got a vote. Sucked. You been, heard it here first. Let the play develop. Has an MVP voter on the show. I've been on our Twitter poll. I voted for Jokic to win. <laughs> Little less significant. It's not. It doesn't care. The it also prestige. hurt me because I actually really wanted Joel Embiid to win it. Uh, yeah, and then he just sucked. You're, and in the you're playoffs. correct. He was so bad. You're correct. It could have been injury, but he had a great game, and then he just disappeared for two games straight. So it's hard to know for sure. Like quick, you said, yeah. quick sidebar, 
I um I love seeing the the just the success of international players in the NBA. Oh yeah, and it's becoming more and more prominent. Arguably, arguably, the three best players in the league right now are international players. I would back that because of the last Who's three the years. Who's three? Giannis, Giannis, Gian- Joel, oh, yeah, and Jokic. And the reason I would I would say yes is because the last three years that's been our three MVP voters. I wasn't gonna say Joel's in the top three. I was gonna say Luca, but oh, well, that's that, there you go. Four then. Yeah, dang, that's. A, that's tough. And now it does definitely have to do with the It's on you, Kevin Love. And Kevin. Bring us, bring us Kevin Love's about to what? Why, wait, wait, why does it have to be Kevin Love? He's Kevin. the chosen one. <laughs> why is Kevin He's Love? He's about to go crazy one. in the finals. That'd be wild. All right, so here's Bro, your number three you name. imagine if hey. Kevin Love just like absolutely popped off when he drops 30 and 10? Joke's on you, LeBron. Kevin Love's in the finals. I may be. Um, I may. True. I may would cry. I'm not going to lie. Um, If Kevin Love somehow carries the heat. I'm talking about. Three games in a row because they're down three one. Wins them three consecutive games as the best player on the Heat. I I don't know. I might buy a Kevin Love jersey just out of respect. <laughs> I probably would too. Not gonna lie. Okay. Um, what, if that happens, we're all buying Kevin Love jerseys and wearing them on the show. Yeah. I'm still mimicking you here. I got Jamal Murray. Ah, uh, yeah, and he has done nothing but help his case this playoffs. I'm excited for number two and number one here, though. I think all of I us have everyone, the same number two and number one. It might be in a different order. It might be a different order, but yeah, I think it's the same two players. It might be, but if if it's not the same two players, that means you skipped one of them on your list. And, and that's wild. You Who's don't get your number two? My number two is Anthony Davis. Okay. And so the thing with me, with Anthony Davis, is LeBron James should be the second best player on the Lakers. Just too many games he's not because Anthony Davis won't step up. He's not there. He's injured. Bro, he is on the he's bench. Not injured. Sometimes he's just not relevant. He's there, so I'm going. He forgets he's a big man. Yeah, no, it's I just I don't understand how Anthony Davis can drop forty in a playoff game, forty and twenty, like forty points, twenty rebounds, and then the very next game have five points and then like seven rebounds. How's that the same player? Anthony Davis has the potential to drop thirty and twelve every night. And he, he said, bring, "Ao Mobamba, can night. you take over real he quick?" He does bring defense every. So I'll give him that. And he he's, plays good defense. He's not too. a superstar. That his defense is there, play by play. His defense is there every game. It's his offense, and he just and the fact that he can completely disappear when he has it's talent. It's just I don't understand it because you have all of that talent. I, I'm not. Even, that's not even a. Am I wrong? Is that no very exaggeration? He has the ability to drop thirty and twelve every night. Every night, yes. Uh, with great defense, and just sometimes he just isn't there. Like, it's just like he doesn't Anthony care at all. Anthony Davis could be the best player in the NBA. Yeah, one thousand so. percent. He could be. I don't even think that's. Could, all. Well, you could have said that for the last five years. Yeah, which yeah. and I understand injuries are going to stop him from being probably the best player four out of five of those years. But it's just wild. I don't understand why he doesn't show up. It, I, it doesn't even make sense to me because I know was, he's capable of it. Is it it was insane because people problem? thought that his production was going to go down. So. I don't know. It might he, be mental. When he left the Pelicans from being the only pretty good, like really good player on that, on that team. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he leaves there and he says, oh, I can do this without on any team. I can do it with, with arguably the greatest player of all time. And he just doesn't. So what I was going to say, though, what it is, this is what it is. I think I know what the Anthony Davis problem is. Anthony Davis, for some reason, I do not think he is able to be the best player on the court. And so look at it. I'm not saying, obviously, when he was with the Pelicans, he was the best player. But they never did anything. They didn't do anything. If you look at the Lakers, the year they were the most successful, the 2020 year, was because LeBron James was still undeniably the best player on that team. Quick bubble. LeBron tries. Yes. LeBron has tried. Game one, you notice he took two shots in the first quarter. He has tried to get Anthony Davis to be that number one guy. And I don't think Anthony Davis is – I don't think it's capable. That's why when you said Kyrie Irving going to the Lakers, 
would completely change everything about that because I think Anthony Davis would play better. I think Kyrie Irving would play great. LeBron wouldn't have to do and as much. And LeBron James could just be the efficient guy. I think that's that a championship. I think it is. I think it is, because too. I think well, the only thing Anthony I hate Davis is I, w- I would love to see Austin Reeves on that team, but I know he would be a part of that trade package. Zero question. Well, they, it's just, I don't think they'd have the money to pay him is what it really yeah. Oh, they would Because I think he's a free agent. He's a R, he's a RFA. Yeah, yeah, but I just don't think the money. Because next year, they would have the, the, match. The, the salary cap is coming in with the hard cap, and you start paying a whole lot of money, so I don't know if they'd be able to. Yeah, no, they wouldn't be. So who's your number two, Seth? My number two is Anthony Davis. I'm backward here. My yep. number two is Devin Booker. Oh, okay. Now, arguably, Kevin Durant depends on which way you put it. Yeah. Who? Because so. they back in that playoff series, they were going back and forth on being that guy. Yeah. And some nights they were both that guy. Yeah. Um. So Devin Booker, I'm just still gonna say Kevin Durant still the name. It's Devin Booker's team though, because he's been. There. I actually agree with you. It's his. It's his team. It's his city. I think Phoenix would back you up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna. I'm just gonna stick with Devin Booker. So that is why though it's the same thing on. It was the same thing with the Warriors. Kevin Durant was the best player on the floor. That was Stephen Curry's team. Oh yeah, yeah. that's fair. I think that's very fair. So I actually, I mean, obviously, I have Devin Booker. I have Devin Booker slash KD because if you were going into next year and you tell me Devin Booker's better than Kevin Durant. I believe you. If we yep. go into next year and you tell me Kevin Durant's better than Devin Booker, I believe, I believe you. you. So <laughs> yeah. I have Devin Booker slash KD. I put Devin Booker first because I think he's probably still the like the secondary guy. But they are genuine superstars. Both of them are. And it is wild because I also have Devin Booker at my number one. Um, and I almost thought about putting Kevin Durant. But just numbers-wise, Kevin Durant averaged 10% more percent from the field. And he averaged more points and more, and more rebounds. And only like half an assist less i was like all right so, so and your number one is anthony davis anthony davis do you have anything you want to say about anthony davis before we continue about that i Booker? think yeah. when he <laughs> is on the court as anthony davis which is a big asterisk he's unequivocally the best second option in the nba yes i think yeah. i think so i think anthony Definitely. davis is the best secondary guy it's just the problem when he tries to become number one he can't i think that's the problem now that going to Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, I think Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are exactly what Boston wants Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown yep. to be. Because can I change your statement really quick? Sure. You know, finish your sentence first, though. No, no, go ahead. If it's about Anthony Davis, because I want to. Yeah. I think that Anthony Davis can be the best player on the team. He can't be the best player on a championship team. Oh, okay. I mean, I think okay. any player can be the best player on a team. A lot of players can be the best. Oh player yeah, on a team. I know, I know. But like, he yeah, can yeah. be the best player on, on a, a regular on a regular season team. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, that just wanna. Uh, Which he disappeared at times in the regular. But yeah, I think yeah. you're right. I, I don't think I don't think mentally to like start I think off skill the season, wise he did not look good. I think skill wise Anthony Davis has the best the potential to be the best player on a championship team. It's just for some reason mentally when he knows he's the guy yeah. it's, it gets to him. He doesn't do well. It's I don't want to say he's a choker, but like it's kind of that same dynamic. You know what I mean? It's not that he tries less. It's not that the talent went away all of a sudden. It's just he doesn't have it, and that's fine. Yeah, you can be the second best. So I have. I think what I want to say is I think Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are exactly what Boston wants Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to be. Because if you look at it, what do people keep saying that they're missing? Like, uh, you know, they need uh, some kind of guidance or they need. Uh, an all-star point guard or like a facilitating point guard to help Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum because they can't handle the ball when the bright I don't know why I don't know what that's about either they're just trying to turn over machines all of a sudden in the playoffs it's really weird I don't know if it's the pressure or what I don't know what it is either but 
Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, they got rid of Chris Paul because they're like, honestly, Chris Paul just kind of awkwardly stood there like, uh, these guys don't need any help. They create their own shot. They don't need help. Mm-mm. And so that's part of the reason they got – now, another part was the was the the salary. But at the same time, they don't get any of that sal- – they don't get it back really. They get they have to pay him anyway. They just yeah. cut him. They, they realize, like, honestly, like, he doesn't really make our team better so we can get rid of him because we don't really need a floor general because Kevin Durant and Devin Booker could do it themselves. I want one of two things for Chris Paul. Chris Paul, if he wants to go on a championship run, try to grab the chip. I like him in Philly. Um, I'd love to see him plugged into that offense. Yeah. Um, because if, if he wants to just um, – so three options, sorry. I, I just, like, this the, is a I like the Philly one. Philly, maybe back to the Clippers. Maybe. I'd like to see that. I've heard there's a rumor that could happen. Thirdly, this is really a long stretch. If he doesn't really – he gives up on the chip. He says it's not going to happen. I like to go see him go back to be a mentor in OKC for a lot of those young players. Yeah, honestly, I was gonna say the OKC, Houston, or Spurs. And I they like that still mentor might. For all they still might make it. You know, they got a squad. But anyway. But yeah, um, I, I like that a lot, and I like. I think in Philly, because at first James Harden was more playmaking than scoring. It was really when Joel Embiid, like you said, could be injury, could be not playing well. We'll we'll really figure out this year. Like to me, Jalen Brown had to prove that this is Joel Embiid's next playoffs will go around. If he doesn't perform again, it's just he'll be labeled like that. But I think that would help Philly a lot, having that playmaker, because they were good with – with. I mean, James Harden could have had 10 points and 20 assists, and they're like, yeah, let's go. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, thing with, do that. my thing with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant is I think there's an argument to be made that you put either one of those players on any other, t- any other team in the NBA besides maybe five teams, they're the best player on that team. Yeah. There's maybe five other – uh, teams that have a player that's better than them. Yeah, that's I'm not gonna like go in my head and try and, but I'm gonna believe you. Yeah, actually, it's six. And I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, that sounds right though. Yeah, th- without fact checking, yeah, yeah. It sounds right. <laughs> New segment: fact checking, Seth. Yeah. <laughs> no, I already know that. Chris, in Chris, so every week Chris sends us like a freaking like uh, audio file of him like commentating on like what we talked about this week. I already know that's one of the things that's probably gonna be and in he'll there. Probably send us a voice memo statistically proven while chris middleton is the the best robin hood to ever play in and NBA uh history. not gonna lie uh the second best player like on that team is drew holiday yeah this year especially this year chris middleton was so bad this and year it could be injury could just be he's gone over the hill we'll see we'll see and also i mean in my opinion drew holiday's bought out this year for sure for he what for what, for what a player on a second best player on Giannis's team can can do. Yeah, because he was arguably the second best player the previous year. This year, he just solidified it. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think that wraps up today's episode. Absolutely. Yeah, you can let us know how wrong we are in the comments. Uh, scream at us <laughs> on Twitter. Any of those things, it's fine. We like feedback, so somewhat. Yeah, yeah. It made me cry one time, but you know, I still like it. <laughs> we have to pay for his therapy. Bill we will now. find you. <laughs> oh gosh, you talk about therapy. He's threatening someone. This is great. Dear God. Um, anyways, <laughs> before we go, uh, you want to follow us on social media. All this stuff is down in the um, down in the description oh. or in the bio. Um, also, uh, you can follow us on Instagram. Just to call it out, you can follow us on Instagram at Let the Play Develop Pod. Um, um, you can follow us on Twitter at Let the Play Develop or at LTBT L. TPD pod. Um, Very good. If you're listening on, uh, if you're listening on streaming platforms. Hi, how are you? Um, 
Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can go check us out on YouTube. Just search up Play Develop. And uh, I think it's a lot more intimate experience where you can s- kind of just sit in the room with us and uh, actually interact with us somewhat. And uh, <laughs> if you're uh, watching on YouTube, thank you so much. Uh, y'all have anything to say before we go? Congratulations to Dan Marino on beating uh, Chris Long on this week's Twitter, Twitter poll. 83% Let's of go, you. baby. Yes, 80, sir. It's 83%. everyone except for Chris. Chris voted for himself. I think I voted for Chris, actually. Oh, dang it. I don't even know if he voted for himself. It may have been him. I can't remember if I voted. That's but so funny. 83% of votes said that uh, Chris would lose to Dan Marino in an Oklahoma drill, so... Sorry, Chris. I tried. I really I did. I love it. <laughs> also, just end a, it with the slander. Just a sneak peek of next week's episode. Uh, it's going to be our final full first round mock draft of the upcoming NBA draft. It's going to be a great episode, I think. And I actually just Grady got my Dickett one question mark. Dear God. Well, I actually just got my script from the NBA headquarters, so I can. Uh, I Let's can pass go. That on. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the Spurs are actually going to be trading the pick <laughs> to the Hornets for some reason, and then we get to keep our Wait, second. Wait, what? Yeah, they just want Terry Rozier. Apparently, he's going to turn into. Michael. <laughs> I feel like that's not true. He's going to turn into Michael Jordan next year. It's kind of hard. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for watching this week. Do I have anything else to say? <laughs> no, that's all. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace, Scary Terry.